people in your life, make sure that you're also complimenting them on things that go beyond their appearance. If not when they post a picture, you know, some other point, at some other point when in your interaction with that person, let's make sure that we're building people up for all of the things that are truly important about them. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, this is Kim Peek. I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. I'm a running coach, a fitness coach, a triathlon coach, and I can help you make those life changes that you haven't been able to achieve on your own. Welcome to Free Thinking Friday. This is a brief episode where I just kind of freely talk about some of the things that I have been pondering throughout the week. Have you ever had a family member break down crying? This is what happened to me last night. You feel so helpless. And in the moment, all you can do is give them a hug. There's no way to take their pain away immediately. And I know you're probably like this too. As a mom, I like to fix things. Over all the years when my kids have had illnesses, severe migraines, surgeries, anything that caused physical pain, I would have done anything to trade places with them so that they wouldn't hurt. But as we all know too well, life doesn't work that way. Last night, it broke my heart when one of my daughters spilled all the feelings that had been bottled up for months and months. Over the course of about three years, she's gained close to 40 pounds. And every time she would get on a roll with her fitness and nutrition and start to lose weight, something else unbelievable would happen. Around Thanksgiving, she got in a car accident while driving back to college And the impact from that accident hurt her neck and back, and it made it so she couldn't work out for a couple of months. And just as she was starting to feel better, she got this cyst in her butt crack. And of course, that made it hard to exercise. It's called a pilonidal cyst, and these things are extremely painful. So once again, she had a hard time even going to class, let alone exercising, And because this thing, this thing turned into a gaping hole about the size of a quarter in her butt crack. And can you even imagine how painful that must be? Anyway, I think I mentioned this before that she based her stand-up comedy routine for a class on all the craziness that we experienced with doctors while trying to get this thing diagnosed and treated. It was nuts. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes because it's hilarious and you really need to listen. But but it's because of that, her her strength and her positive attitude and how hard she works to remain motivated and positive that I wasn't even aware of how upset she really was about any of this. So last night she cried. She hates the way she looks. She doesn't like the way her clothes fit. Her face doesn't look familiar to her when she sees herself in a video or when she looks in the mirror. She doesn't want to spend a bunch of money on new clothes because she's determined to lose the weight. I'm sure this is probably familiar to a lot of you too. So she wears baggy t-shirts and baggy sweatpants to hide herself. But then she doesn't feel good about how she looks because she looks feels like she looks better when she's 
you know, hair and makeup and all dressed up. And then she's afraid to run into people that she knows who haven't seen her in a while because she doesn't want them to laugh or to make rude comments. And there was a lot more, but if you've ever experienced any of this, you know exactly how she feels. Maybe you've felt this way before, maybe you haven't, but I know that there have been times in my life when I've had changes in my appearance and I've dreaded going out in public or being around people who I knew were not careful with their words. One of the first things that people say when they greet someone that they haven't seen in a long time is, you look so good, you look great. Or they think in their heads, wow, she's gained weight or he's balding or she's gotten really gray, or look how old she looks. I don't know why we make these observations or why we feel the need to comment on people's appearance, and I especially don't understand why we feel the need to nitpick people's appearance and say mean things either to them, I mean, they know how they look, why, why feel the need to comment to them, or to, you know, even worse, nitpick and backstab, talk, gossip, behind their back. I mean, why do we do these things? I've noticed also throughout senior year, as kids posted homecoming and prom pictures and senior pictures, the first thing people say when a mom posts their daughter's picture is, she's stunning or she's beautiful. And I don't really know what I expect people to say differently. I mean, that's a great compliment, right? But why is our parents the first thing we comment on? And And I don't know the answer, and this isn't a podcast where I'm going to solve that problem, but I would encourage you just to think about your words, especially if you feel the need to say something less flattering about somebody. And I guess, you know, going back to that example I just used, even if you're saying something positive, that's great. But I really hate for girls to grow up thinking that all of their worth is tied up in how they look. And I mean, when we're posting a picture, I mean, we are kind of maybe hoping that somebody is going to say something positive. So for the people in your life, make sure that you're also complimenting them on things that go beyond their appearance. If not when they post a picture, you know, some other point at some other point when in your interaction with that person, let's make sure that we're building people up for all of the things that are truly important about them. So When we talked last night, I did make a point to tell my daughter that she is beautiful. I mean, she's a beautiful person. She has a beautiful face. And and that's no matter how much she weighs, she's beautiful inside and out, no matter how much she weighs. Her weight also does not affect her talent. And people love her at any size. And this is important. Maybe you've been feeling this way too. Maybe there's something about your appearance that you aren't happy with right now. It's summer. We're wearing less clothes. People can see more of our bodies. We aren't hiding under sweatshirts anymore. It can be hard. So I want you, you also to know that you are loved for who you are. You are beautiful because you are kind and caring and have a good heart. You're valued because of what is on the inside. And none of that changes because you've gained weight or lost your hair, or had an illness, or an injury, or anything that affects how you look. That doesn't affect anything about who you are inside. So here's the exciting part about this situation. We all have the power to write our own story, whether that is reframing the way we look at a situation, 
or by taking a stand and doing the work to accomplish something hard. So my daughter asked me for help and she's been home a week and we have started a nutrition program and there's really nothing fancy about it at all. We are eating fruits and veggies and healthy fats and eggs and a variety of meats and everything has the most amazing flavor. So nobody feels deprived. We feel full. We're not really counting calories. We're just eating healthy, making healthy choices, eating three meals a day, no processed foods, nothing from a box, all stuff that I am cooking, which I have to admit has been very time consuming, but guess what? She lost six pounds in the first week and I lost five. So we are on a roll and we are super happy with our progress. I also want to add that this rapid weight loss is not sustainable and not recommended long-term, but it is a great way to see some quick results so that we know that, so that she knows that this is going to work, that all this hard work is going to pay off. Seeing results gives her hope and it's showing her that things will get better. So that's exciting news. We've been working hard and we're seeing results already. If you want to see what we've been eating, I'm posting our meals on my Instagram stories at power of run on Instagram. So go check it out if you're, if you're interested or intrigued, want to see what we've been eating. It's really just real food, healthy food. And, um, in addition to that, she's doing core work. We've been walking between one and three miles a day. She's going to be adding more workouts, more weights, things like that throughout the summer. And we're only one weekend, but I'm so, so proud of the results and the effort so far. People get excited about a weight loss program, but we tend to struggle when things get tough. We think we need more grit or more willpower because that's what we've been taught. But I want you to remember that your willpower isn't as strong when you're tired or stressed or when you're put in a situation where you feel deprived. So I want to leave you with a few tips that will help you avoid slipping into old behavior patterns that don't serve you. And if you want more help creating habits that support your fitness and weight loss goals, I want you to visit crushingmygoals.com slash crush dash goals. I'm still offering my course, Crushing Your Goals, Even If You Are a Chronic Restarter, for free until the end of June. So Go to crushingmygoals.com slash crush-goals. It's a four-week course. It's all online. It's all free until the end of June. And then once we're done testing this baby, I'm going to start charging more for it. So it's free right now. So yeah, grab that baby. When I help people with a fitness goal, I like to use the acronym HEART as a reminder of the areas that play a role in success. So I wanted to share just a few tidbits from that for you. H stands for habits. So it's important to set up habits that support your goal. This includes anything that makes it easy to choose nutritious snacks and meals, things that make it easy to choose to do your workouts, things like planning your weekly menu and chopping your veggies that you'll need for a recipe in advance. It also means becoming aware of the less helpful behaviors, like that habit you have of grabbing the bag of chips the minute you walk in the door. So I have a whole, in that course, I have a whole module on habits and how you can learn to start 
creating habits and routines that support rather than sabotage your goals. E stands for environment. The people, places, and things that you surround yourself affect your success. You're going to be more successful if your environment supports your goals. However, I also know that most of us can't quit our job because there's donuts in the break room and we need people who will support our goals. We need people who will hold us accountable and positive messages and visuals are going to keep you on track. So set up your environment for success. You might do things like putting a note on the fridge so that you have to think about your meal, your snack choices or your meal choices when you, every time you open the door, or maybe you have something on your mirror that reminds you that this is going to be a great day and you're going to chase your goals. You know, whatever it is that you need to do to put in your environment, to remind you of your goals, to make sure you have support and not things in your environment that are holding you back. And yeah, like I said, you can't do anything about working in a place where there's junk food all over the place, but maybe you can restructure your day so that junk food isn't completely in your face every time you walk into past that room. The A stands for action. It's important to keep momentum going. So I want you to make a point of taking action toward your goal each day, even if it's a token action that you take right before you crawl into bed. I want you to, you know, if if you said you're going to work out today and you didn't make the time before you crawl into bed, do a hundred crunches, do 10 squats, whatever you have time for, so that you can tell yourself, I am a person who exercises and I followed through on that goal today. I might not have been at a hundred percent, but I did 10% today and that's good. You want to train yourself to believe that you are somebody who follows through on her commitments. R, this is one of my favorite. R stands for reflect and record. Basically, we're talking here journaling. A health and fitness journal is going to help you go beyond tracking your workouts and your nutrition habits. It's going to help you see patterns that you might not otherwise be aware of. And it also helps us be more mindful. It helps us see the connections between our behaviors, our frustrations, our beliefs, and our actions. It's a good place to track how you feel after a workout or how you feel after a day of eating on plan or even after a day where you made a few mistakes and you didn't make all the healthy choices that you intended to make. Record all of that stuff because it's a great resource to look back on so that you can see how far you've come physically and mentally. And also on the days when you are just feeling less than or not as capable, you can go back and look at those things and see all of your success. It's kind of like your highlight reel that way. When you write about your fitness, nutrition, your health, it just helps you put more thought into what you are doing. And if you skip a workout because you didn't feel like it, you still, if you were doing it the way I would encourage you to do, you still have to go write about that workout that you skipped. But this time you have to write about why you didn't do the workout or why you chose the less nutritious meal over what you had planned. You have to write about that and explore the emotions behind it. And then that's going to help you stay on track the next time. There's lots of ways to use journaling in health, fitness, and nutrition. And I 
get into that a little bit also in the Crushing Your Goals course. Finally, the T stands for thoughts. Our thoughts are the most powerful tool we have for making big life changes. And the good news is that we have complete control over how we react and respond to situations. All it takes is a little training to begin to see the world differently. And if you want a crash course on this, check out the podcast I did a few weeks ago with Olympic marathoner Dina Castor. I will also link to this in the show notes. Her book, Let Your Mind Run, talks about how she cultivated optimism and positivity to transform her life and running. All right, that was a lot longer episode that I than I really intended to record today, but I hope that it gives you some helpful tips. Go check out that free course I have and jump into my Facebook group, which I will also link in the notes. You can find lots of support in that group and lots of ideas on just how to start learning how to change those behaviors, how to change those habits so that the choices you're making support your goals. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody, and I will talk to you again on Tuesday. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.